Hi there, and welcome to Baseball by Design. I'm your host, Paul Caputo, sportslogos.net minor league baseball correspondent. I am so, so thrilled to be joined right now by my good friend, Eric Mertens. And I feel like I want to say we go way, way back to yeah. 2020. <laughs> That's right. Well, it feels like way, way back. It past- feels like way, way back because, <laughs> you know, you you and you have this way of engendering this goodwill from people. It's just like you just bring out the absolute like most kind instincts in everybody that you encounter. So it's uh, I'm I'm I, I already feel like I'm being nicer to everyone around me just by virtue <laughs> of talking to you today. So <laughs> thank you. That means a lot. And it is, you know, the week before Christmas. So. It is. Yeah, As we we're recording nice. this, it is the week before Christmas. I have been I've been having so much fun with this podcast that I've been banking a bunch of interviews. And I'm starting to think like I I, I might need to go daily instead of weekly here because <laughs> <laughs> Yes, please. I, I, I don't want this to be June when this when this drops and you're like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. You know, any time of year is a good a good time to be kind to each other. And as you said, engender goodwill. So <laughs> thank you. And yeah, man, I am a huge fan of you, first of all. Um, but also this podcast, like literally the idea for this podcast, when you announced it on Twitter, if I could design something to listen to every day for what, like half hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, this literally would be it. Minor league baseball, logos, fun people, a great host. This, so thank you for this. You're doing your kind thing again. You're you're just being so so nice. <laughs> so I hope everyone listening right now, like I I hope their blood pressure is coming down. Yeah. I hope they're just like they're just feeling good about themselves and about everyone around <laughs> them because this is the effect that you have on people. You just you just uh, you, you exude kindness and and positivity, and this is why you have become the face of this minor league baseball franchise which has now been uh, as we were talking in our sort of pre-game notes here uh, we were talking about the fact that the tri-city dust devils the big news for them is that they have been promoted to full season Uh, and you know it looked early on like the the dust devils might be on the cutting room floor when when the vogon destructor fleet was coming through uh, (laughs) from major league baseball this is this is a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy joke that i've made a bunch of times about you know how major league baseball reduced the the ranks of affiliated minor league baseball by 40 teams i've compared them to the vogon destructor fleet countless times and it always just falls like completely flat either in person or on twitter so i I appreciate this explanation because i was trying to think of a star wars reference you're going for and it just wasn't yeah no i was way off it's the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and and the the radio show the books the movie it all begins the whole premise is set up by the the Vogon destructor fleet showing up and destroying Earth, and okay. uh, it turns out two Earthlings make it off, yeah, you know, before wow. it's destroyed. And Arthur Dent is one of them. Uh, this is exactly what I expected to be talking about when I when I said, <laughs> "Let's talk about let's talk let's talk this about is, the Tri City Dust Devils." Well, you and me, I, I we met when you well, I've been following you for forever, but we officially met when you called me about a story you were doing about the Dust mm-hmm. Devils logo. Mm-hmm. And I, my favorite memory of that conversation is at the end, after the official interview, you said, I feel like you can, I could just like sit down with a beer and talk for hours. And so I apologize to the listeners because that's what I want to do right now. <laughs> just well, shoot the breeze. And then we, and then we were very lucky to have the opportunity to actually sit down do and, and talk 
for not one, but two baseball games because we got to see a double header in Missoula, Montana yes. with there were people from all over uh, the United States who came, you know, folks who we know from Twitter and who we know in person. And we had this huge group and it was really fun. I was on a road trip with my children at the time. And so that was great. And then you were there with your now fiance, Karina. Yeah, thank and, you. And like I said, I hope this drops before she's your wife, Karina. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, <laughs> you've been on all the podcasts. I actually think this is the last podcast out there. There's 800,000 podcasts in America. And I think this is the last one that you have not been a guest on. So it was about uh, time. Yeah. Thanks for you, inviting me. <laughs> you had 799,999. And this is now number 800,000. So, um, but I think it's the first one, uh, assuming it drops before, you know, June or July or whatever. I think it's the first one since you and Karina became engaged. And so, yeah. Well, and she, yeah, she's the best. Just yesterday, she's like, I, I think it's awesome. You're always so humble and kind on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> what's, what's up with that, man? That's like, really <laughs> funny. So I had, I had someone who knows what I look like say that I sounded handsome on a voicemail message. And oh. I'm like... <laughs> And I'm like, wait a minute, you know what I look like? And it was like, I sound handsome. I don't know what that means at all. Uh, So anyhow, I am uh, thrilled to be talking to you right now. So far, I don't, I mean, I don't know how far we are into the interview, but it's, you know, it's probably a good 10 minutes and we have not talked about the dust devils yet. Yeah, we got to talk. Let's talk about the dust devils. So it doesn't get cold in, uh, in Pasco, Washington, I guess. It does not. uh, Yeah. Like currently, and again, we're recording this in late December. There, there is currently snow on the ground. Oh, okay. Um, all right. All right. But yeah, one of the reasons why I'm so grateful, I really am grateful that the Dust Devils kind of survived the affiliation shakeup yeah. uh, with an affiliation is that out of all the teams in the Northwest, the Tri-Cities region, we're in a desert and we yeah. literally can play baseball almost year round. Yeah. So it's, we are warmer than most parts of the region. Yeah. The the weather obviously has so much to do with the brand itself. The the yeah. brand itself, I mean just just for the uninitiated, I don't know how anyone who knows this podcast could not know what the Tri-City Dust Devils logo looks like at this point, but <laughs> it's basically like a little dust storm, an mm-hmm. anthropomorphized dust storm. He's got he's got the sort of, you know, mischievous uh glint in his eyes got sort of the furrowed brow and he's got he's got a little smile but it's not a friendly smile yeah a smirk he's he's smirking (laughs) for sure and then uh, uh, sort of around the base there he has what i have come to realize uh since i first was introduced to this logo i think those are the shang chi rings yeah (laughs) i I heard that on one of i heard that on a podcast you were on yeah i love and i just watched that movie for the first time like last week it yeah, was a fun I movie. Like I like that movie. One hundred percent, what that is. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so anyhow, appropriate to the region. And one of the things you told me when we talked for the for the sportslogos.net article was an amazing stat regarding rainouts and mm-hmm. the Tri City Dust Devils. Yeah. Um, so we're moving into our twenty second year of existence, and of course, with the canceled twenty twenty season, I guess that means our twenty first season coming up here. Okay. Right. And uh, throughout that whole time, we have had one rainout, one rainout, and it was a freak, like one of those summer thunderstorms that just dumps and then moves on. But the dump, <laughs> if right. you will, was so big. Like we, yeah, we can't do this. Um, 
but we've had multiple dust outs where we will get these huge dust storms. Sometimes they're like the haboobs, like you would see down in the Southwest. Yeah. Um, that just kind of come and take over the <laughs> town. Um, and other times it's just blowing dust, blowing wind. It, it gets very windy here. And so I would say we've had about a dozen of those over the past 21 years. Amazing. But, um, only one rain out. Yeah. That I just love that stat so much because my favorite thing about minor league baseball logos is that they are hyper local and hyper appropriate to the local community, the local geography. Can you comment too on the, the, the colors in the logos, the dark blue and the tan basically? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thanks for asking. Um, so I remember when I, I was a senior in high school when the team moved from Portland, Oregon to the Tri-Cities. And um, I was so excited. I think that's why I'm, I will do anything for this team. Um, I just moved back to the Tri-Cities full time because like you mentioned, we've been promoted to a longer season. We used to be mm -hmm. short season and now we're mm -hmm. long season. So um, I absolutely love this team. I love this community. And when they were coming out with the team's name and the colors and the logo, I, I remember like this was in 2001 and they were announcing it through the local newspaper. That's how, you know, that's kind of how everything came out. And I, I think I still have a copy of this, but um, there was an article written like, what were the names? There was a name, the team contest, but as we know, those are sometimes iffy at best or, yes, you know, yes. In fact, I think uh, kind of some fun trivia, the team, the number one name vote getter was the Rattlers, the Tri-City Rattlers, Okay. because we have a lot of rattlesnakes around here too. All right. But, you know, uh, Wisconsin already had the Timber Rattlers. Sure. And so that wasn't the go. Um, yeah. And then I think the Dust Devils were the second, second place. But I love it because no one else kind of has this this uh moniker or this image and so when they put the colors together i remember reading this too and and you and i were talking earlier i actually had an email conversation with the designer of this logo back in 2005 2005 okay, okay. and for the life of me i cannot find those emails i uh, I, I forget his name no i know it was so bad so i'm gonna have to do another deep dive <laughs> Hi, everyone. It's your host, Paul, checking in from the future. I just wanted to interrupt for just a moment uh, and let you know that uh, after Eric and I talked, he went back and checked for the name of this uh, designer because he wanted to make sure that they got credit because he's a good guy like that, right? He did find that it is the Portland, Oregon-based design firm called Sockeye, and he noted that they were the uh, same firm that did the old Portland Beavers logo, which is a great one. So I'm going to send you back to the interview with Eric, but I wanted you to know he went and looked that up and he wanted you to know that it was the Portland based Sockeye design firm. All right, back to the show. Originally the colors were going to be purple and this khaki kind of tan color that we have. Sure. Um, and purple because we were still a Rockies affiliate yeah. um, at the time. Yeah. They were the yeah. Portland Rockies that moved to the Tri-Cities. So they wanted mm -hmm. to keep purple in there somewhere. And yeah. also, um, each of the three Tri-Cities has its own color that has historically kind of represented their high schools there. And I'm from Kennewick, one of the three cities. And so orange was Kennewick High's color, is Kennewick High's color. And, sure. um, and now there are, you know, many more high schools in the region than these first original three. But, yeah. but Pasco's city color is purple. So if you ever look at the city of Pasco website or the school district, it's purple. Um, and, but for some reason they changed to navy blue 
instead of purple, which I think is much more appropriate. Number one, um, all three cities can kind of rally around it rather than it just being kind of designated sure. for one of them. Yeah. Um, and then also, like you and I talked about a while ago, when you drive through the Tri-Cities, I personally love it. It's like this high desert region, beautiful sunsets. The Columbia River is this gorgeous geographic feature that comes through. We're kind of like a little mini oasis in this desert, rolling desert hills. Um, the main colors you see are blue and khaki tan. The hills are desert hills. And so they're mm -hmm. kind of a brown khaki color. And then the Columbia is a deep, deep blue and the sky is a bright blue, of course. So blue and tan are kind of the two main colors you see when you're driving through town. You know, it's, I love this because there's these, there's these websites where you can upload a photo and it'll pick a color palette for you based on the colors in that Ooh, photo, right? Yeah, they're super cool. cool. Yeah, this is some, some design nerdery stuff. I mean, I figured Todd Radom and I were talking about typography and ligatures and, and justification of type. So you and I can talk about that. I don't the... know what any of that means, <laughs> but I love color. So we, we got into some real design nerdery, Todd and I did. Yeah. Um, so, so there are these websites, right, where you can take a photo, you upload it and you click a button and it'll generate a color palette for you. And it's, you know, it's super cool. And I can totally picture one of these websites right now where you just a photo of this landscape that you're describing upload it to one of these websites and i can just picture them saying okay here and it comes up with the the dust devils color palette right yeah so, yeah exactly um, and you know i i'm a huge fan of minor league logos and especially mm -hmm. of color schemes mm -hmm. um i could talk for days about my favorites and in fact i have all of my 400 minor league hats stacked to the left of me here in my mom's house they're not on the wall but um i've always thought and i think in the next I don't know, number of years, this conversation might go somewhere. But if we were to update the Dust Devils logo, if we yeah. were to, if, if I, you know, was like general manager for a day and I got to create my <laughs> own thing, I, I would add a bright color because navy and khaki are, are a cool color scheme. Sure. And it's kind of classic. And I think it's iconic to, to our area. But one final thing, when you drive through the Tri-Cities, especially during sunset, Mm -hmm. There are these neon pinks, these like electric purples, these vibrant oranges that just pop. And we have the most beautiful sunsets here. And I was always thinking, man, can we just throw in like an accent of orange or pink or purple? Um, so because if you Google Tri-Cities Washington sunset, or, or even if you just Google Tri-Cities Washington, you will get these photos of probably the Columbia River with a beautiful sunset. I'm doing it right now. Are you doing it right now? I'm doing it and right now. <laughs> okay. You'll also get a lot of green for all of our vineyards and orchards around. Here. That's right. That's right. Well, okay. So you brought up the vineyards and orchards and uh -oh. that, that gives me the, the in here. There's a number. I have like a long list of things I want to talk about here. So uh, okay. I'm going to stop talking so you can get to them. No, the whole, <laughs> the whole point of this is that you're supposed to be talking. I'm derailing the whole plan. Not, not in the least, not at all. No, because I asked you about the colors and because your take on the colors and your take on, you know, why they exist the way they do is so important to this conversation of minor league baseball logos and branding, because I guarantee you, and you know, Hey, maybe people might email me and tell me I'm wrong here. But there are no major league baseball teams whose logo colors come from this is what the sunset looks like here. This is what the landscape looks like here. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. The Diamondbacks, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. 
But I just think that that is so much more important in minor league branding is yeah. this, this appropriateness to the local community in yeah. every different way. You know, the, the choice of the nickname, uh, the, the sort of overall identity system, and that certainly includes the, the colors. It includes the type. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned the vineyards when minor league baseball introduced the Copa de la Diversión program. Yeah. Um, I wish Karina were here to help me pronounce that. Yeah, uh, she, <laughs> she could help. <laughs> I, I'm aware that was a that, good effort. That was a good effort. <laughs> I'm aware that I could use the help. Uh, <laughs> um, so when the Tri Cities Dust Devils mm-hmm. unveiled their uh, their Copa brand, yeah. it was created by Brandios, mm-hmm. and it's adorable and it's very popular. <laughs> it's the Vineros. Yeah. And, and and it's this this sort of cartoony guy this this adorable cartoony guy bob the builder with grapes (laughs) (laughs) bob the vintner yeah Uh, yeah so so he's he's a great character he is purple there i mean Uh he's not purple but the brand is purple because i guess purple grapes right but what is the what is the importance of vineyards in the tri-cities in pasco Oh, I'm so glad you asked this because um, I'm so, you know, I love graphic design and <laughs> my passion is graphic design. My- <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> but I am not good at it. I, you know, if I, if I could go back and maybe get another major in college, another degree in college, I might look into this because I'm, I'm so interested in it. Everything you just brought up, the colors, the, the, the font, the, all the words I don't know. Um, <laughs> But so I'm a those geek. are the big ones. You got the big ones. Okay, great. Yeah, that's all I got. Um, I'm such a geek about it, but I, I have no skill in it. So when the Copa program, Copa de la Diversión, was brought up, you um, did better than I did. Well, but you're you're engaged to a Spanish speaker, so that's right. Yes. Um, well, two things came up. First, the Tri Cities has a huge Latino population, huge. Um, and so I grew up kind of speaking Spanish very poorly, by the way, but. Um, Many stores in the Tri-Cities and different parts of the three cities, um, Spanish is more prominent than English. And we're known to have the best taco trucks and the most taco trucks in the Northwest. Um, what, is, what, does, <laughs> what does Fresno, California have to say about this? Oh, the Fresno yeah. tacos. Yeah, I know. Well, they're, they're not in the Northwest. So we'll... Oh. Good point. We'll okay. We'll let them have it. Yeah. Okay. So we were really excited to be part of the COPA program because we that we were a great fit for it. Um, the Tri-Cities has really celebrates its Latino and Spanish speaking community and population here. Um, and also I had all these fun ideas, personal ideas for like what we, what we could be called, but they were also campy and like gimmicky. <laughs> right. I'm so glad that they got shot down. Like mine, this is so stupid. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I thought it'd be great. Like Tres Leches is like a dessert. A Mexican dessert, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And I thought, how cool would it be were the Tri-Cities? What if we were the Tri-City Tres Leches? <laughs> it's kind of great. It's right? kind of like, perfect. Yeah. The three, it's not the terrible three, at all. The, thank no, you. That's, that's genuinely brilliant, actually. I really well, like that very much. I now, yeah. that's not to say that that couldn't be used as one of these food-based identities, right? Ooh, like, it doesn't have oh. to be a Copa one. That's, that's, right. that's 
you heard it here first folks that's uh <laughs> absolutely that's really good that's eric the peanut guy special right there. eric the peanut guy special let's get into this actually we haven't actually talked about this you go by eric the peanut guy mm-hmm. you go by it's eric mertens is your your handle on twitter okay we're going to start sort of at the like the absolute basic here the basic facts you're a peanut vendor yes true for the tri-city dust devils now mm-hmm. This this story, for those of you who don't know it, really advances. You've been with the Dust Devils since their debut, mm-hmm. and you have become sort of the face of the franchise. And I'm saying these things for you because I think you would be too humble to say them yourselves here. Thanks. Uh, your, yourself. So you have become basically the, the face of the franchise. When I called the team to talk mm-hmm. to them, when I said, hey, you know, I'd love to speak with somebody uh, for an article for sportslogos.net, um, you and I were following each other on Twitter. I had actually already reached out to you at that point. Yeah. But when I when when I called the team, I spoke with maybe the general manager, or the president, I forget who yeah. it was, I apologize. Uh, but he told me, he's like, okay, I can talk to you for a minute, but talk to Eric Mertens. And I was like, I've already reached out to Eric. Yeah. But like, so when it came to, you know, I want to talk to somebody about the, the history of the team, uh, you know, the logo, the nickname, you know, what the team means in the community, all that sort of thing. He said, talk to Eric. Oh. So I said, well, of course, I've already got Eric already lined up. We had never spoken yet at this point. And so, you know, that was that was a while ago. But you've been with the team since its inception. Mm-hmm. You're the on-field MC. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other, like, official titles? <laughs> no, I, I think the, the two official titles are on-field host. Okay. And then peanut vendor. And then peanut vendor. So I have some unofficial titles maybe, but like, <laughs> I've done a lot of like radio spots. I've done some TV commercials. Sure. Um, some print ads. So maybe I'm kind of a, <laughs> I'm the de facto model that they have. They're like, well, let's throw Eric's face on this. Well, so that actually leads me into the next thing, which is, this is something you've spoken about on other podcasts here. The life-size bobblehead oh, that yeah. the Dust Devils created of you, which is featured prominently on your social media, if people want to see this. And we'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make sure when we drop this episode to, to get that out there. There is a life-size bobblehead of you at the Dust Devils Stadium. And yeah. so, you know, to say you're a peanut vendor is, is putting it as mildly as possible when, when you are really, with the exception of the little Dust Devil with the, with the smirk, Dusty, Dusty, the dust devil, Dusty, the dust devil that I should have, you know, I should have guessed and I probably should have like looked that up before we talked. Um, (laughs) But aside from and maybe parallel to Dusty, the devil, (laughs) you are the face of this franchise. So I wanted to get into that background just because I think that that's such an important part of why why I'm talking to Eric, the peanut guy about this logo that dates back, you know, so many years so can you talk uh just for a moment can you can you explain how it was that you actually got started with the team yeah no thanks for asking that and um i apologize i think we're getting ups deliveries (laughs) and you're at your parents house i'm at my parents house and this is really fun Um, it's really fun and when this drops in july it's not going to make any sense to anybody Christmas in July, everybody. Come to Giza Stadium, Tri Cities, Washington. We'll we're we're going to be we're going to be hanging out at a game in 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 Pasco when this actually okay. drops. You know, we always do a Christmas night special during the season. We have Santa come out. I wear Santa hat. We have elves. We have decorations, and it's like hundred and five degrees. Yes, <laughs> and wearing a wool hat is just the. I've sweat through so many 
like Santa has. Um, okay, to, an- to answer your question. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that question. Um, <laughs> once again, I grew up playing baseball and I have my parents to thank for that. Um, I didn't really get into baseball until we moved to the Tri-Cities when I was six years old. And then um, that's right when Ken Griffey Jr. was starting with the Mariners. And so we're, we're all huge Mariners fans in our family. And the Tri-Cities, like I mentioned earlier, is probably the one place or one of the very few places in the Northwest region that has pretty decent weather and temperature mm-hmm. um, to play baseball. So almost everyone grows up playing baseball here. Um, that might be an exaggeration, but m- a lot of people do. Most, most kids pick up a bat or a glove sure. in the Tri-Cities, which is awesome. Um, I would say that we're a huge Mariners like fan base that's not in Seattle. We're like right. kind of the, the a regional hub here. That so, makes sense. Um, yeah, so baseball was a big part of my life. Um, when we moved to the Tri-Cities it, in 1989, that was a window when they didn't have a minor league team. There's a long history of minor league ball in the Tri-Cities, but kind of the mid-80s to the mid-90s, there just wasn't anything, which was kind of weird. And that's when I moved here. So uh, we had an independent team here for a few years in the mid-90s, and then the Dust Devils came to town. That's also, I love telling the story, my dad, that was my senior year of high school. My dad was like, you need to get like a job before you go off to college. You need like a real job to make some money. Um, and my best friend at the time, still a good friend of mine, Johnny, Johnny had signed on to be a peanut vendor with the Dust Devils. And he was Johnny, the peanut guy. And he said, hey, they need a second peanut vendor. Do you want to come work with me? And I just remembered this fact the other day driving around town. He was trying to help me find like a job other places too. He works, you know, like high school is he had a part-time job here, part-time job with the baseball team. And so I actually applied to other places he worked, but I didn't get any of them. The one I did get was with the Dust Devils. And so he and I were in theater together. We were in choir together. And so we turned our peanut vending into a show. We had songs, we had skits, we, we, we both juggled. And so we could do like juggling nice. tricks together. Yeah. And so that's how it started. Um, we sold peanuts, but we also entertained the crowd. And then when the, when the on-field host opening came up like two years after that, like around 2003, um, Johnny had moved on and the team asked if I could continue selling peanuts, but also do the on-field duties as well. And so again, we'll, we'll flash forward. You went from basically, you know, being a peanut vendor, doing some on-field hosting to now there's a bobblehead of you in front of the stadium. How did the <laughs> yeah. bobblehead come about? I, I literally think it's because I'm the only employee that stuck around for 22 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just longevity, you know, like <laughs> we, and we've had some great employees and this is actually, this is why I love minor league baseball there. A couple years ago, there was about five of us who had started on day one. I was the youngest. I was like 17, 18 when I started. But we had a be- two beer pourers, a husband and wife, dear, dear, dear people. We had um, our um, clubhouse attendant and uniform seamstress. Um, and then there was, oh, our security guard. We all started together. Well, unfortunately, two of them have passed away. Hmm. Um, the other two kind of retired, but still come to games as fans. And so I'm kind of the, the last employee from day one, 21 years ago. And um, you know, I've told people just as a joke, you know, if you work for like some big corporation for 15, 20 years, you might get a nice watch. Or a nice, <laughs> like, if you work for a minor league baseball team for 20 years, you get a bobblehead. So that's, that's, that's my only reason. 
that feels like a great trade-off to me. Yeah, right? I'm, I I'm would totally, definitely take it. Yeah. Screw totally in favor of that. <laughs> I can buy my own damn watch. We don't need the I mean, the funny thing is, like, for you know, I wish people could see this right now because you know, you look like you're maybe like 28 years old, right? And you've worked oh, for this God team for, for like 21 years. So, God <laughs> so bless you. thank you. Uh, I know from previous conversations that you are, you know, you're not 40 yet and you've worked for this team for, for more than 20 years. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Over um, half my life, which is a big, that for me, the reason, the fact that they keep inviting me back and the fact that I get to do this every summer, um, is one of the biggest blessings of my life. I mean, we got my family, we got Karina, my fiance, and we got the dust devils. And I mean that seriously. The, the team is such a fun part of our community, but the front office leadership are some of the best people you will ever meet. And so the fact that I still get to work with them every year is just a big blessing. Oh, that's fantastic. That's such, I mean, it's such a cool story. And minor league baseball really is. I mean, it's at every level just about, community right and it's i mean even watching um and this is something i've commented on previously uh the watching the bowling green hot rods response to the tornado disaster uh that just hit kentucky and the surrounding areas and to see them you know offering the the suites in their stadium to companies local companies that might need office space that sort of Mm -hmm. thing and to hold this auction where a bunch of other teams donated stuff to raise funds basically for the you know for the the tornado relief fund i mean it's just watching you know one of my favorite things about minor league baseball has just been seeing these communities develop around teams Mm -hmm. and that's why it was so terrifying to watch what Major League Baseball did to the exactly. Major League Baseball. I mean, yeah. it could have been such a disaster. Oh my gosh. And, I can't and, tell you how much I agree with that. It, it was more than just, you know, they had their dollars and cents reasons and they have sure. their business reasons. But those of us in the industry from day one, when like the first news leaked out and then like the first draft of the cut list leaked out, these are people's not just lives. But I immediately thought of my friends who used to work for the team who've passed away or the season ticket holders who've been dear friends that I see every summer for 20 years who are going through a rough time or whatever. And I'm like, this is so much more than yeah. just business. And it's so much more than just baseball. This, these mm-hmm. are the heart and soul of communities. Right. And um, thank God that the vast majority of teams who got their affiliation cut are still playing ball. My heart goes out to places like Lancaster, California mm-hmm. and Port Charlotte, Florida. And um, I will be a huge cheerleader for Boise, Idaho and yeah. Salem, Kaiser, Oregon mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, because they were very important parts of our eight team Northwest league. Yeah. They both lost their affiliation. Mm-hmm. They're both still playing ball though. So yeah. folks, if you are in Idaho or in Oregon, go support the Boise Hawks and the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes for sure. Yeah. Well, and to, I mean, that was, you know, for, to see Boise join the pioneer league, which mm-hmm. was, you know, the road trip that I took this summer when, when you and I got to meet in person at the paddleheads doubleheader, yeah. uh, that was pioneer league baseball right there. Right. Yeah. And that was, different from what had it has been in the past because previously it was uh, it was affiliated baseball Mm -hmm. and now it's independent baseball but it was still amazing right it's still great and so yeah so it's a much more difficult 
road for independent teams because they have to sign players and they have to, you know, they, they're responsible for paying the players. It's, yeah, you know, their health insurance or yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's much more expensive to run an independent team. And so, you know, so it's, it's more difficult for them and kudos to them for making it work. I have the Northern Colorado owls are going to be here yeah. in Northern Colorado. Uh, I need to go visit you and go to an owls game with you. I'll tell you what, I am lining up this guest room here. I've got, I've got people coming who are, uh, you know, who want to see some Colorado baseball. And so, I mean, listen, we'll, we'll put the name on it. We'll call it the Eric Merton suite, right? Like <laughs> just for that weekend though, please don't. Yeah. We're going to get some, some logos for it. It's going to be great. <laughs> we could talk about ligature and fonts all day long. We totally could. Absolutely. My favorite ligature is the minion pro FF that combined Ooh. where the second F is slightly taller than the first F. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful choice. thing. Typ typography. Typography is how I got into graphic design, actually. Oh, it's, uh, really? Yeah, page, page layout and, uh, you know, setting type. I actually, when it comes to creating logos, it's actually my least favorite thing to do as a designer, in part because the stakes are so high, right? You're representing so much in one little thing, right? And it's, mm -hmm. and it's just so difficult to, to please everybody <laughs> who has yeah. something they want to say about the organization. And... You know, the other, I mean, the other side of that is kind of like what you're talking about with graphic design, like you like graphic design, but you know, you wish Not you were that. better at it. And well, yeah. everyone knows when they like something, everyone mm -hmm. knows when they look at something and, and it appeals to them visually, right? Not everyone can explain why they do or why they don't. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so when it comes to logo design, I mean, I've just had so many occasions where like I tried to create something put it out there. I liked it. Like there was an explanation. There was a connection. There was like all these, it, it like checked all these boxes, but then you show it to somebody and it's just like, eh. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. there's no overcoming that there's no explaining no. that away. Right. Like, so, right. so logo design, I mean, I say it's my least favorite thing it, when it works, when it goes well, it's my most favorite thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's the most challenging thing in my mind to do in graphic design, which is why I'm fascinated by it. You know, setting type and page layout and that sort of thing there's rules for that right like there's mm -hmm. rules for that and there's you know studies about what's more legible and less legible and all that sort of thing so <laughs> so predictably we've gone way longer than than i normally yeah. do on this podcast. <laughs> i do have i do have one more question for you about the brand and yeah. if i were just to cut this down to just the stuff about the logos and brand it would probably be about four minutes long so <laughs> boring <laughs> you talk, talked about a lot of other stuff that's been great though let me ask you this though. Uh, you guys worked with Brandios. Yes. Uh, I love Brandios. I'm a huge fan. I'm a, I am a proponent of Brandios too. I think what they have done for minor league baseball has been great. I have many, many caps from Brandios. I'm a fan of, you know, <laughs> I'm a fan of uh, a certainly other designers who have oh, had yeah. a similar impact. Right. For and sure. it's, you know, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't know any firms out there where I'm like, eh, I wouldn't hire them to do that. Right. Like, oh my gosh. Right. So, uh, and, and on this podcast, I'll certainly be speaking with uh, Jason Klein from, from Brandiosa quite a bit. And, you know, also Dan Simon from Studio Simon. Obviously, I've already spoken yeah. with Todd Radom. So I love talking to the designers themselves about this. But you guys worked with Brandios on your Copa brand. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's unfair to say about the Dust Devils brand that while it's appropriate and it's adorable, it's possible it's a little dated. Mm -hmm. could, could maybe use a refresh. Mm -hmm. um, 
Has there been any communication, especially now that you have this long-term affiliation, mm -hmm. has there been any talk about updating that look or is it sort of the, the kitsch factor? It's so entrenched now that it would be, you know, that you wouldn't want to lose that. Great question. And this is what I'm so grateful. I'm living full-time in the Tri-Cities now because I'm more a part of these conversations, which I'm grateful for. So um, first of all, I don't disagree with anything you said. I love the Dust Devils. I love um, our brand. I love our community. But it was created, the brand, the original brand was created over 20 years ago. And so much has changed since then. Um, our team has grown. The Tri-Cities continues to grow, like population-wise. Sure. Um, we've learned so much more about who we are and our identity as a team. So um, to that, a few things. Keep an eye out on the Dust Devils social media this next year oh. for, some, for some fun announcements about maybe not a Dust Devils rebrand, but maybe some fun, some fun alternate or other things going on. The Trace Leches. Uh, <laughs> right yeah, the tri -cities are coming. i wish <laughs> my gosh that'd be my crowning achievement <laughs> yeah um so that that keep your eyes out and ears out for maybe some fun announcements this next season mm -hmm. um for some things that brandios might know about um but also the overall conversation of refreshing our brand or um renewing our brand as the tri-city dust devils um there are definite conversations. Yes, okay. it is. It is not. Um, and I wish, yeah, I wish I could say more. But um, again, like, like, like I said earlier in this podcast, I would love to add a bright color to our color scheme. Mm -hmm. um, I would love to add some things. Now, a few years back, not a lot of people know about this. Brandios did work with us about 10 years ago. This is where our new TC logo came from. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, yes, for sure. We, we have some alternate, I think the technical term is roundels. Roundels, yeah. is that right? Yeah. With Dusty the Dust Devil swinging a bat. Yeah. Um, that the team doesn't use as much, um, but Brandios has worked with us for some like alternate or um, secondary logos. Um, but there are definite conversations. Stay tuned if you like good logos, if you like um, fun updates to branding, keep your eye on the Dust Devils for, for the near future. That is uh, that feels like a like a real live cliffhanger. Yeah, <laughs> that is a real live cliffhanger right That's there. What I was going for. That's exciting news. Looking forward to following it, and also an excuse for me to get you on the horn again and be like, "All right, Eric, let's talk about this." Yeah. So, so that's huge news right there. Exactly. Awesome. All right, I did say that was my last question, but I actually have one more last question. Is it well more sort of? I just want to. This is this is a program that the dust devils do it relates to your father and i think it's such an important thing and you know i i know you've talked about it on previous podcasts but i just wanted to ask you uh about this this sort of amazing thing that the dust devils do because it, it speaks so so much to this notion of community that, that we've been talking about so can you talk about this this program that your father initiated and that the team is carrying on in his honor yeah thanks so much for I know I've, I've thanked you for all your questions, but especially this one. Um, my dad is uh, the biggest reason I'm into baseball and my mom, but my dad is the one that would play catch with me and teach me the game. And he, uh, he passed away about four and a half years ago. And 
yeah totally changed my life when he passed away suddenly it was sure. a very sudden thing and oh, i'm sorry miss him a lot thanks um he would come to dust devils games and as a baseball fan but mostly to support me he was very very proud of me which i feel blessed to know and to say um and he would tell everyone everyone <laughs> he, <laughs> he's like he's like have you been to a dust devils game and they're like yeah and then he my son's the peanut guy and some people <laughs> who hadn't been to a dust devils game didn't know that i do more than just sell peanuts yeah and so someone like great your son's <laughs> in his 30s and he still has a high school <laughs> summer job <laughs> <laughs> but he's like no no like he's the voice of the team you know he's yeah. the guy. um so anyway when he passed away the dust devils have done a few things to honor him which again speaks to the amazing people in the front office and our community in general number one when they built that um, life-size bobblehead my favorite part of this is they put his initials in the back of it yeah. which um i enjoy obviously being recognized and it means so much to me but any way that I could spread my dad's name and my dad's story. Um, his name is Ed Mertens, Edward Paul Mertens. So they put EM on the back of the bobblehead, which is also my initials, but they did it for my dad. Sure, sure. Um, but, but the bigger thing is that my dad would go to Dust Devils games and it would start off very slowly, but it grew over time where he would buy a little dusty stuffed animal doll or a little squishy baseball or a mini bat. And he would find, he would go spend his own money in the team store and then find me during the game. And then he would find a little kid who he wanted to surprise with the gift. Um, and maybe it was a kid who was having a rough day. My dad had a big heart for people with special needs. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times it was a kid with special needs or a kid who might have been having, you know, a breakdown or anyway. And he, my dad would say, there's the kid, you know, section L, row two, seat four. And go, can you go give this to him? And my dad would never deliver the gift himself. He oh, never wanted the attention. And he didn't want to like creep anyone out. He would have me do it. And everyone kind of knows who I am at the game just because I'm on the microphone all the time. So um, when my dad passed away, the Dust Devils did, did one thing on their own. And then the fans did one thing on their own. The front office built a little cabinet where they keep stocked with little dust devil stuffed animal dolls with squishy balls with mini bats with the kinds of things my dad would donate or not donate but my dad would gift to to kids and they put a plaque on that cabinet and it's the ed merton's dust devil's gift cabinet and um i and other employees of the team but mostly me can go if i see a little kid having a rough day or maybe a kid with special needs or um a brother and sister who are fighting, I'll go get two things, you know, yeah. and I'll, I'll go give them these little gifts. And I will say, yeah, it's from the dust devils, but it's also from my dad. Mm -hmm. And most of them don't know who my dad is or, or that he passed away, but it's a way to continue his legacy. The other thing, so that <laughs> it continues to grow. Um, fans started handing me cash saying, this is for your dad's gift cabinet. And I was like, what? And they're like, well, we want to buy gifts to give to kids. And I, I had to explain to them, well, the Dust Devils front office donates these little things, you know, so we don't need your money. And they said, no, no, here. And so people would be handing me $20 bills. I've been handed a $100 bill. Wow. And I went to Daryl, um, who's our general manager and vice president, whom you've talked with in the past. Yeah. I believe. And he said, well, why don't we have Ed's fund of money so that if there's an adult who you want to gift like a bigger item to, like a fitted hat or a jersey or a mm -hmm. t-shirt, or a nice, more expensive thing from the team store, you know, you can use your employee discount, but also spend this money to gift. So here we are almost five years from when my dad passed away and 
his story is continuing to grow. People are learning more and more about Ed Mertens, who just would give out of the goodness of his heart at a baseball game. And it's continuing to grow. And hundreds of people, even after my dad's death, have been gifted things because of his generosity. Such an amazing story. I, you know, I know that you've talked about it before. And I thought, you know, before we, you and I talked, I was like, do I ask about this? Because we're talking about the brand and maybe this is, you know, and I just, I'm so glad that I do, because I think that that really is part of the brand for this team. It's, it's part of what makes this team special. And I'm, I'm so glad to have gotten to know about the dust devils through you and through Twitter and just, you know, it's, because I'll admit, you know, when I, when I first saw the team, I thought, okay, well, they, you know, it's a, it's a team sort of out in this part of the country that I'm not very familiar with. And it's got this sort of dated logo and, <laughs> yeah. you know, as with all things, minor league baseball, the more I learn about it, the more I like it. And the more you just want to support it for being this amazing thing. And so I love that you're a part of it. I love that I've gotten to know about the team through you. And I love that we've had this amazing conversation that is to date the longest one I've had uh, on, on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I win. Thanks. More time with Paul. Yeah. Eric, this has uh, uh, been so much fun. Where can people find you on social media? Well, thanks so much for having me, man. And that means the most to know that this idea of community and relationship and like my dad's memory and just these connections. It, I truly believe that's what the Dust Devils are all about. So to know that other people see it as part of our brand. Yeah, the logo is, is maybe older than we'd like it to be. You know, th there could be changes for the visual brand. But when people think of the Tri-City Dust Devils, I hope they think of that relationship, mm -hmm. community, love. Um, so yeah, if people want to, you know, connect with me, please do. I'm most active on Twitter. You can search for Eric the Peanut Guy, and that's Eric with a K. Um, my handle is at it's Eric Mertens. And then I also have a Facebook page and I have an Instagram page, which I'm not very active on. I mostly post pictures of my hats because I collect my <laughs> hats. But anyway, Twitter is probably the best way. Yeah. The next time we talk, we do have to talk about this significant hat collection of yours because oh, that yeah. is, yeah, yeah. You, you referenced your 400 hats and it's, you know, the, the photos of, the, the hat wall are always amazing. And it's just, you know, <laughs> we, you know, you and I don't just, you and I don't necessarily agree on the style of hat that we wear, but right. certainly, you know, I, I admire your collection uh, immensely. It's really, uh, it's really amazing. I mean, even just when we were at that paddleheads game and you, you brought out like, okay, I've got these like seven paddleheads. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world else is possible? I have a sickness. <laughs> um, when I find a brand that I love, I will yeah. just buy all of them. So I have Great. like two dozen Asheville tourist hats. I have so many paddleheads hats and I've been inspired by your ice cream helmet uh, collection. So, well, I can't more wait for the next episode. I can't wait until we get to share an ice cream helmet uh, over. And I hope you'll use your influence to make sure that there are ice cream helmets at the Dust Devils games. I'm trying. <laughs> Believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Purple ones. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, that'd be cool. Like, I haven't seen a, um, oh, a, Copa. a Copa ice cream oh, helmet yet. Yeah. I haven't either. You know, right. Uh, right after this, right after we're done with this podcast, I'm going to the Dust Devils front office Christmas party, and I will bring this up. <laughs> Which starts 
it starts now, right? We gotta we gotta jump off. No, because this, the, the reason we moved this thing was so that you could get to this this, this Christmas party, which it's is gonna okay. sound funny when this drops on St. Patrick's Day. So. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, thank you so much. You're one of my favorite people. I love that I've gotten to know you uh, over Twitter and at a baseball game and now over a couple of really great conversations about the Dust Devils. Thanks for everything that you do. And I can't wait to uh, get together in person again, share a beer, share an ice cream helmet and watch some baseball. Thanks, Paul. Right back at you.